Dan, we have um, a couple of new guests in the studio. Hardy men, no. <laughs> Dara, put on the kettle there, will you? <laughs> well, anyway, uh, Mike McNamara, it's an appropriate time to have you into the studio to, till we go down memory lane. And no better man with beside you than the bald Leo. Leo Doyle. It's a long time, you, long time since you called me that. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose you were bold. Ah, he was not. <laughs> Good to Back then in 95. Mike, was it about 95 you wrote this article? That's right, yeah. yeah. And the opening paragraph of that, of that very <coughs> relevant to the, uh, the, the reason why we're here. The man who drove us to hell and back and broke our backs in Shannon, in Crucheen, Everywhere we trained, the Scarif publican, the great Mike Mack, Anthony Daly in Croke Park on September the 3rd, 1995. Mike, you are exceptionally welcome here. Thank you, but thank you everybody for bringing me on. It's, uh, it's, uh, tell me, do you remember that? <laughs> do you remember what Anthony did? Yeah, well, Anthony Daly said a lot of things, of course. He did, uh, yeah. <laughs> when he was allowed... <laughs> is that it? So were, there, were there constraints on media uh, communication? Oh, that? very much so. Really? so. Oh, oh, yes, very oh, much so. We, we started off a lot of strange things. Uh, first of all, we, we discovered when we got to Dresden, Dresden would be almost full of different people and and reporters and, and hangers-on and fellas who just wandered yeah. in. and yeah. And uh, we decided we'd straighten that out. So we, when we got to the Munster <laughs> semi-final... By the way, how we did you do it? We, we, we wouldn't get off the bus until the dressing room was cleared. Right. So I took a bit of conflab, and uh, some people's nose were out a giant. Uh, famous Michal didn't particularly like it. Yeah. No more than anybody else. But it was a it was a new uh, a new way maybe of doing things. We 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 were very intense on, on what we did, and and uh, were very intense on the purposes, and any little. T- uh, Anything that would put us off that track would be frowned on and dealt with. Do you mind if it, opening the door on the, you know, the frowned off and dealt with there till we get a, a glimpse? We're flies on the wall looking in at this situation. Well, it's very simple. I, I think the late Georgia Horn was asked, to, um, Georgia, who used to be with us and, and uh, helping us out, um, was asked, what's it like in, in, uh, in, in the Dristum, yeah. the month of final day? Yeah. And he said, you put your back to the wall and you keep your mouth shut and you hope you're not seen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you brought something. I mean, as far as I can remember anyway, uh, you had finished in Waterford when I came here, around Scarf. Yes, I came home to Scarf in uh, late 84. I know, yeah. yeah, yeah. So... Uh, and tell me... Uh, when Mike Mack arrived in Scarif with his bag, returned to Scarif, he brought something with him, which had the country talking for ages and ages. And that was the philosophy you had in relation to fitness. And I think Anthony Daly is making some kind of a reference to it there, you see, when he talks about what you demanded in training and what you were after. Well, we could go along for uh, for a long time now talking about the background and, and we'll try and maybe get on it down again. A bit of it. But certainly the background was uh, discipline, yeah. self-discipline, yes. team discipline 
and the Paris discipline. Yeah. And the sheer love for what you're doing, and we do it right, we won't do it at all. Mm. And uh, that filtered right through, and uh, there was a lot of people who would have all Ireland medals if they listened. I used yeah. to say to them, listen to me, I'm saying it once. Yeah. <laughs> Bit of a dictator, are you? More or less, yeah. <laughs> More or less, yeah. So, Benign dictator. as it sounds, our, our training regime was, was resentless. It was, 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 uh, was very severe, very demanding. On one occasion, we trained for 40 nights on the trot. My God. And they all came? So, well, uh, I was left at the end of it when I was in Leo, what do you think, <laughs> Leo? Oh, I, I look at I would have been talking to Mike at at all times, and you know I saw some of the problems he had, and Mike would have been in constant touch. If you remember, Mike with the men from Lockborough, uh, Lockborough College in in England, and you know yes. I had the methods came, but Mike is right there. It was about self discipline, and they put the players to to their paces, and they wanted to find out when they went to real, when to win to war who they were going to have, who they could depend on. And as my, my, Mike said, I can, look, my own brother was involved and I tell you one thing, he, he found it fair hard. But once he lasted the, the it's like festing for 40 days, but the 40 nights of what they went through was sheer hell. But I think Mike McIngill and Mayan and Tony Constein found out so much about the players. They knew that when they went to the dying moments of a game or into battle, they knew who they had. You know, and as Mike said, unfortunately some big names uh, big names and big names in East Clare uh, yeah. lost out, you know, on all Ireland medals. And, you know, they, they, they went in with the philosophy of, they were, you know, people were looking, they were going to win in all Ireland. That was it. That was the bottom bottom line. People thought they were were made. The t- raw material was there, you know. And, and, and I always thought that when Clare were going out in the championship games, they just weren't fit enough. We had spoke about that many, many a times, you know, and coming down the final straight, always in touch and next thing fell away that was one thing you were not one thing with Mike Mac, you weren't going to be on feet anyway you know what I mean and they they had the right men over them they had the best hurling coach who I've ever come across in Jalaknane they had the best physical trainer in Mike McNamara and then they had Tony who sing an old song when things were to lighten up the mood and that but yeah. you know he, he had his role as well great men to read the game so you know they did the mix the mix was right but as Mike said, self-discipline and once the players, you, you know, look, we were always taught in clear, like, you you know, as Denton did, he said in his speech, we love our music, you know, they love the, the social life as well, but these that put everything on hold, you know, win games, okay, there was steam that half after matches, you know, to, to a certain degree, but Mike Mack knew inside, in that dressing room, and there's no doubt a lot of people were cleared out of the dressing room, officials, media, the whole lot, it was a close-knit group, and once they, everything that went on went in was sacrosanct. And it proved, it came out in the eating, winning that all Ireland, not only in 95, but only in 97. Mm. Mike, you you played senior rugby with Waterpark and played very successfully. And I, I think you told me once that, that you would have brought some of the things that you learned there um, when you came back to Clare and took on the Clare teams. Well, of course, there's disciplines in rugby, which uh, most other sports don't have. And... and uh, at the moment now there's a heated one going on about the referees well, why can they um, referee rugby matches forever and without being assaulted and, and they can't play a soccer match or a hurler match or yeah. a yes, tennis yes, match yeah. or anything else so there's disciplines in rugby which you must have otherwise you won't last at the top it's a ferocious game as you know so lucky enough to be in a good team for more than 10 years um, we were prob- probably as good maybe better than what was around at that time so we had uh, we had learned a lot over a period of time, 
And uh, one of the th- one of the things, one of the areas that, that I thought I used to, uh, when I was coming to watch Clare playing, I was always coming from the other side. The other side. I come from the Kilkenny side. Yes. And the Taurus. Every all the Clare people come from this side, but I'd be on the other side. And two people just travelled with me. One was a Kilkenny man, the other a Limerick man. And we'd go and we'd enjoy the day. And uh, he just brings uh, John just to bring sandwiches with mustard, and I wouldn't eat m- mustard until it had three or four pints on the way back. <laughs> and then the mustard was lovely. <laughs> but uh, um, we 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 always spoke uh, conflabbed as we did in the car about the match, and, and there's a good uh, part of Clare Hall in that time was we put up a good performance, and we spoke about that, and and, and I was I was going home on a different perspective. Yeah. So by the time we get to, to my native slave row, as it was, um, we'd have discovered that Clare hadn't fit enough. Yeah. They're there for 45, 50 minutes and then they're blown away. So that's that's the, the environment I, I I dragged from the matches where if I was coming this way, I'd be too great for and we'd stop in Browns and we'd talk about it and laugh about it and move on again. So that's the environment I, I come back to. But um, when, did it, when did it kick in that you could actually achieve an awful lot more than uh, a good performance? Well, it's a, it's a very strange... Uh, I was home a year, I suppose, at thereabouts when there was a, a minor match down here, Six Mile Bridge in Scarif, and I drifted down along to have a look. Yeah. And a nice Scarif team now, Mark McKinnis and, and Bernard Buckles, all those lads, and uh, Paddy Lowry was, was doing the best he could out here, and I said, Paddy, that's not a bad team, they're, they're a good team you have. I said, who's in charge of them? He said, I am. Yeah. You know, oh, good, yeah. He said, and I am because there's nobody else. He said, I've asked several people to do it. I said, I'll do them. So that was my introduction to coaching, strange as it sounds. So that minor team didn't lose a match for the rest of the year, contested even in the final and won it. And uh, that was my introduction to uh, a couple of minor teams. That would be 86, I suppose. 86 and 87 then there was um, Pat Fitz in his role as, as minor uh, chairman minor secretary there was a minor board that time um, as a matter of fact John as long ago I can remember meeting you the morning of the All Ireland up to 89 All Ireland I can remember meeting you up in, in Dublin walking down the street so it's, 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 it's remind me that because it's a story to everything but then we got involved with some great people Dan O'Dell. P.G. Kennedy Kilmele, John Nihal, Six Mile Bridge, Gerald O'Knan, Shannon at the time, and probably could throw myself in the mix there, with a, um, a marvellous outlook from Pat Fitzgerald. Our went on to be a secretary, and went on to be not everyone's cup of tea, but if they knew what he had done, those people, his, his dedicated his life to put to the hall of where it was. And uh, it's a pity to see the way he went, but that's that's for another form. That's yeah. that happens as all. Uh, yeah. I was lucky enough to get sacked myself for five or six seconds. <laughs> <laughs> you were demanding too much, were you? Well, I asked to go home and wait, and uh, <laughs> that within a short period of time, there'd be someone coming in the door again. I'd say, here I'm off again. You know. <laughs> there'd be someone will do the jewels or the miners or the twenty ones or something. So yeah. So there was a, there was an increase in 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 the underage structures. Um, um, there was were now being looked after. The, the county teams were being picked up. There was a competition then which, which divided it Munster into districts and uh, um, East Clare, Mid Clare, North Clare, 
three uh, teams who could who could battle their way in anything else. Yeah. And uh, a lot of them drifted on at, at 18, which is a worrying trend, still a worrying trend. Some that drift on at 18 for some strange reason, usually the more successful ones. But um, therein was, uh, we got these there, team mostly Killaloo, I think there was six or seven Killaloo lads on the team we had. And uh, went from there to, and to the minor ranks. Yeah, yeah. And two famous, two famous rugby players were involved at that time. Yeah, the photographs, the most, the most photograph, photograph. This has the time was in the Gooses down there, where uh, the at least their team is on with Anthony Foley and Keith Wood. Yes. So uh, Anthony Foley was a good hurler. Keith Wood hurler, yeah. was uh, a rugby player playing hurler. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But um, even Mike, that time, you know, with East Clare and, and, and you said Mid Clare going well. And if you remember one of the days, Blonde Turles, both Clare teams contested in the Munster final uh, with, with East Clare coming out on top. And, you know, it, it did show, it, it did sow the, seed, you know, sow the seeds for future development. Yeah, the, the problems with uh, the GSO are so widely spread. It's, it's uh, no matter what you put up on, on, on board or in front of the people, there's always going to be a problem. Um, one of the one of the problems would be uh, integration. Where we came up with great ideas in the nineties, in particular after the nineties, we came up with marvelous ideas with marvelous people, and we now had something that we never had before. We had heroes to, to all the kids. We had the Liam Dyles and the James O'Connors and the Shawnees. So we had heroes. But I, I'll tell another story. Um, it was normal one time when you played your match in Tullet, you went up to Jamin Oaks. It was part and parcel of the day out for for a beer or two before you drifted home. And in John Minogue's bar, there's, there's two or three very, very large photographs. That's right, yeah. And it says in the bottom of each of them, the best horrors in Ireland, and the bottom of each of them, and there's no claim on any of them. And it remembers to bug me, and I said to John Minogue several times, I'd change that, I'd put a claim, a claim up there, yes. We used to have our chats about John Minogue and myself. So that, that'll give you the, an idea of, you name it, Galway, Waterford, Limerick, Dublin, everything, every county had all that, their stars, and, and no claim, and just a bug me. It's just, it's a, the Greek, every time I'd see it, it would be to see that. Jesus, I'm going, to, I'm going to change that. And another one, Mike, was you know, you'd, you'd go into the bars and you'd see the all star teams from 1971. And Jill of course, was clear, the first all star, you know, her on each afterwards. But you'd look at all these teams and you'd see very few players. You'd be very, very sporadic. You might get, okay, you might get one every now and again, they won the league, you might, you might get one or two, you know. So the Ironic, Clare won the All Ireland, did eight. You know, so the whole thing changed. But as you said, Mike, you know, we, you're going back to your training days. Fitness was the key, really, wasn't it? And getting into the mind, you know, getting into the mindset, and getting the boys to really believe what, what, what they could achieve. Well, the system was very simple. Uh, when I'd be trained to 30, 40, sometimes more, um, if I could beat them in a training session. I'd say to him, if I could beat you on my own, there's no point going out against Cork or Tip or Waterford, let me. No point if I can beat you myself. So make up your mind about it. Talk there for five minutes and we'll start again. Then you want to go to the next level. Mm. And uh, that's, that's a very simple philosophy. It, it, it incorporated, it seems to me, incorporated as well uh, an appreciation that the social life of the, of the, the, the teams extended team was going to be impacted very very heavily and continues to be so how would you respond to that 
the social life, your demands, not just you, but but let's say uh, in general, coaches like, yeah. in general, yeah. yeah, they demand professional standard, and I understand why, you know, having been there myself and not experiencing a professional approach towards training and towards fitness and towards psychology. Well, Jerry in particular was, was, uh, was meticulous in, 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 in uh, preparation and that's, that he had to do and do well, and he did and did well. Um, my idea in the middle of it was uninterrupted access to players, irrespective of what happened. I had uninterrupted. If I decided to train for 40 nights, 50 nights, nobody questioned me. If you questioned me, you were off, gone. So they did it all, way. Right? Yeah. I remember being in, in, in Clochine one night in, in Ballyline training, fairly ferocious. And uh, the, the county footballers there were under John O'Keefe. And John O'Keefe was, did, did a marvellous session in, in skills and football skills. And I said to him at the end of the thing, John, I said, their, their fitness levels are, are terrible. Yes. I said, why would you be doing a, a skills level with an unfit team? And he said, well, I had to make up my mind. I can I have them fitter, I can have them skillful. But I haven't time to, to do both, I have to integrate both. So we were able to integrate that because, we, you know, if shower rain came, some people had run for cover. We were on <laughs> <laughs> I remember, Mike, you telling me once, uh, I, I'm thinking of, we'll say, the, the attention to detail, and you mentioned the, that you needed the dressing room just to yourselves and, and no hangers-on in it. But I remember you telling me a story once about um, the, the training, we said, the, the warm-up on the morning of the 95 All-Ireland. You flew up to Dublin, and uh, you... you, you got a, lo a very local field to do the warm-up in. Do you want to talk to us about that? Well, that, that was at Dublin Airport. Dublin Airport. Just, oh, yes. <laughs> yes, there, there's, uh, I don't know who owns it. It's actually the Dublin Airport Authority owns yes. that place, yeah. I, I yeah. think. Yeah. Yeah. We got that for our session. But we discovered, you see, the planes were flying in. Yeah. Nearly at our head, head top, or it, it looks that way, you know. <laughs> we were saying, that's what it's like to go park now. That's, that's, that's the, the pressure to become an annual when yeah. you see it. Yeah, oh, yeah. so that's the story, Jim. Yes, yeah, yeah. So it was the most ideal preparation. If you planned it, you couldn't get it as good. So we just arrived on, on the scene, and these things flying in here, head height to be ducking, you know. So and the noise and the, the, the noise levels. I said that's what you're that's what you're heading for now. This thing, particularly the pre. You see, there's there's, there's so much of a gap uh, between the time the team come on the field to the the match takes place. It's nearly frightening. There's, yeah. there's something like 14 minutes there. So you take players who are wound up, ready to go. It's, 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 it's like a, it's like a, a, a conveyor belt. You're, you're, you're trying to find ways of, of keeping the minds occupied, the minds on what it is. You know, get, get off the... the, the to, to us, it's a game. To everybody else, it's a day out. Yeah, it's an interesting point. And I remember right. some, something when, when I talk about that. I remember... In 95 in particular, we were in Sidencrow Park for quite a while after the match upstairs, having yeah. whatever they give us, which wouldn't be a lot. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> now, coming out, maybe the, ma the match is over an hour and a half, or maybe maybe more at this stage, and the hall, the streets and all, is, is they're all empty. And there's a fella sitting on, on the bonnet of, of, uh, of a Mercedes, and I was coming out of the cup, and I, and I just walked over, Paddy, Paddy McDegray, Paddy McMahon was sitting there, I said, Paddy, there it is, at long last. He said, 
said, that dreadful? I said, well, it's all over. Said, oh, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. The yes. tickets and the, yeah. and, the, and the transport and the hype and the thing, it's all over. And to, to, to a degree it was. Yes, yes. That's gone, you know. That's, you I suppose again. it's kind of anti-climax, you know. Uh, more or less, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So and, the, and the other good one we called to a, a local parish and they had a... a they had their bonfire set up for us on our stage. And when they saw us coming, they lit the bonfire. But they never checked the wind. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so we were up on the stage, we couldn't see one another. <laughs> <laughs> we won't mention it, love. For you, you were saying I, 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 I met you on the street. Yes, that was the morning of the 89. I remember having a chat with you on the street. We were on our way to Mass. Yeah. Which is a good story as well, because I, I, I sent a member of... of uh, the hierarchy off to find out what time was mass. Yeah. And he came back and said, every hour on the hour. That's great. It was just down the road from us. I remember we met you were walking down along. Yeah. It's amazing how you remember things. But when we got there, it was uh, every hour on the half hour. <laughs> <laughs> so I had a decision to make. Most of these fellows probably don't go to mass anyway. <laughs> so... A decision to make, will I wait or will I not? So I think we abandoned it, I think. We abandoned one part of it. Tell us about the celebrations after the 95 match. Where did you go or what did you do? Well, uh, obviously there was great excitement of the whole thing. The most amazing one we found from from particularly elderly people and and, and that one was that they're happy to go now. Great yeah. men like that I met said that that'll do me now. That's all yeah. I wanted in life. Yeah. And that continued quite a while. Uh, back into a year or two after we talked, I remember Parik Welsh, uh, his uncle died and he said he was ready for today. The minute she'd done the business and grow back. Uh, a year or two years on. Mm. So we had uh, we had that one. Then we had the other ones who were, who were regretting that their parents, their grandparents who had lived and died for it. Yes. That they didn't see it, didn't get a glimpse of it, and I never thought they would. Yeah. You know, I remember the the, the, the bishop of, of uh, when we played down the famous day down for my Leo. Yeah, down again, Waterford in the down, tr- down, 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 down the, yeah. the, the Haggards, as we called it. But uh, <laughs> um, I remember meeting the bishop after that. I never see it now. He said he, he was convinced that was the bishop of of Killaloo. Yeah. 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 So I never see it now. So even it, I went deep into the. the <laughs> and he even he even, he even missed the Munster final in '95. He was in knock the same the same day. <laughs> oh yes, yes, yeah. that was that was. Uh, that uh, was Willie, yeah. Willie, yeah. yeah. it was in it was in, in the song. Shall even put in with the Gail McDermott yeah. in the Ben the Ben Roar. Yeah. But you know, to carry on in Mike's point there, you know, um, after the '95, like the, the excitement, like people that travelled from all over. Like Crow Park was there was people in 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 Dublin that that, that everyone like I know the All Ireland's a big day but when people come home like we relations I remember came from America you know just for for the, for the match like but I can all remember the joy in my father's face after the match and of course then that was the first day that you know he started to we didn't weren't didn't know the time but it was the first day he started to go down it was after the match with the excitement but at that he would gladly have gone. There and then, there's no doubt, about, no doubt about that. But it gave so many people oxygen that 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 that, that people did get years out of their life that they wouldn't have got. It's a huge deal, yeah. You know, the yeah. the, the joy and then of course the next few years, it was it was like a, a constant pilgrimage. To, you know, you couldn't wait. And but it makes sense. At ninety five was over. We couldn't wait for ninety six. I don't know whether the players could wait for ninety six. Was knowing what was going facing the beginning, we going facing this <laughs> but everyone was just 
you know, was raring for all. It was just a great time. And you forgot whatever this was going on. You know, like that summer in 95, the weather was, it was like this summer, it was, it, was, it was really, really hot. You know what I mean? But, and of course, it suited the Clareless, the, the hotter it was, because they were the fiercest, Leo, fiercest team in it. Did you, did you ever hear the figures for uh, about entry to the psychiatric hospital in Kerry? And it was done, it was a small little bit of research that was done and reported in the Sunday paper then, that um, the uh, admission to the hospitals, mental hospitals in OK, in Kerry, took a serious nose dive when Kerry were in an All-Ireland final. And when they weren't, the figures were high. And that was a fact. Interesting. What can actually stimulate a people? Yeah, um, I can remember ringing your dad, um, Ned, to inform him that his son had got an answer. And I could only feel that the, the, the emotions he was answering with. He was so proud, incredibly, incredibly proud, you know. Which I, I, another, I'm sorry, with, with, with my father, just before we pass on again, that of course, after the matches, uh, Liam, he wouldn't be seen for days anyway after the match. So the father's ritual was he'd carry, to get the bag, the hurlies, and, and, and bring it home, you know. So maybe they'd be there. But I'd say he came out when those matches thinking he was after playing himself. You know, he was walking down, and of course, everyone meeting him and, yeah. you know, talking to him. That's all he wanted. You know, that's yeah. all he was to talk about the game. And as I said, it gave, you know, there was many, many people like him. All they wanted to talk, obviously, we talked, there was not this spoke about anyway, all the hurling. But, you know, as I said, the oxygen and the life it gave to people, it really just alivened. Of course, yeah. Alivened yeah. Claire. And I go back to, to, to pre Mike there. I remember being on the Claire panel one evening above in the famous belly line and we were going through a session and how would you, you know, in fact, how would you win at them with the training that was going on? But John Mohan had the footballers in, Mike, and you saw him training the footballers. And they were doing a session above in, in belly line and they were training when the hurlers went out in the field. Now, he absolutely killed them while we were there. And they were still out in the field for a half an hour after the hurlers gone away. The, the result for the third hurlers took care of itself, gone. And the footballers went on and they were on the way to get ready for winning a Munster Championship. And I, I it reinforced my mind coming out of the evening. Should I declare that we're not, there's nowhere, you're nowhere near anywhere fit to win win championships. And then this man came in and he was following on kind of, I noticed his own philosophy. Mohan had the very same thoughts when he came in with the footballers and sure, as I say, Mike got his taste with the, with the, with the Clare Junior Hurlers. He got some, when he, no, some of them lads when he got him into shape, it was a fair, it was a fair job, I tell you. But, you know, it just <laughs> reinforced Mike's point even more. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, I suppose 96 uh, came quickly. Um, memories of 96 to me would be I got it wrong. You did? I did, yeah. Why is that? My training regime, uh, I, I was too late. We needed another week or two, that's all we needed. Having said that, of course, they were way faster paid than, than Limerick on the day and should have won anyway. But uh, when we got together as a group to, to contest 97, um, James O'Connor had suggestions to make, I remember, uh, about the training methods. And I said, James, you said, nobody will ever question my training methods ever again. I said, this is 97, all the rest of them are gone. You'll be doing the same regime, the same training. Maybe we'll upgrade some, but maybe we won't. But you have to fall in line. That's it. Mm. 
And Mike, even going back to 97, and look at you know better than I, but defeat to Limerick. But you met not too long after that defeat to Limerick, you know, to set, up, set the start out for 97, you know, and a lot of players didn't, you know, as you said, you said maybe it was a week too late, but some players were guilty of maybe not having the best preparation themselves. But the seeds were sown very, very early. They were probably sown that Sunday evening, really. The, the, the race for 97 was on. And if you, as you remember, you know, you took over, Jer took a back seat in, you took over as manager of an Oroctus team, brought in a lot of players, kept on a lot of the players, you know, infiltrated, you know, it would have to, the first team, as we say, and you had new lads coming in. And to win that Oroctus, and of course you had some great East Clare selectors in, 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 in your backroom team that time that, you know, I think Pat O'Brien and Rob Madden and George O'Hearn, you know, they were part of your backroom team at that stage. But... That got the hunger, uh, Mike, back in, and it kept lads ticking over. You know, certain lads would have been disappointed with the displays in '96, and said it was never going to happen again, and it didn't happen again. But it kept these lads ticking over through the winter, and then to win that rock just above in 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 Kewsey Park against Kilkenny, that didn't say to the other lads, "Oh, oh, there's competition here." And '97 was, was was only around the corner. Yeah, we were constantly um, monitoring people. Um, could find it unusual to, if I told you some of the names that didn't want to be involved. Um, some were afraid of a regime of training, which which was slotted into after a while, but they were actually afraid of the step up, which was fairly ferocious. And uh, it was a bit categorically clear that, that uh, we can only bring us out of the gate, you know, now and there. So a cohort group came that time, including David Ford and Barry Murphy and... A lot of them from, from, from good film from Jim Up, Brendan Mousy, so was one. Colin Lynch. Colin Lynch. Colin, yeah. All the good Colin was probably coming anyway, you know. Jim, mm-hmm. yeah. you finished your article. We opened it with the with your article on Mike. And you finished it with the final flourish. I've ringed it there on that. And it's an appropriate way to, I think. Hmm. Well, uh, yes, Mike, uh, I had a tape recorder. I remember talking to you below in the pub and I had a, an old tape recorder there and taping it so I'd remember it all. But uh, you said, uh, and this quoting you directly, uh, if you can imagine having a platform in Scarf for the Clare senior team, can you imagine having the Cannon Hamilton trophy there as well? God Almighty, what a year that would be. And who knows? Who knows? And it nearly happened. Powerful, yeah. <laughs> it did happen, so really. Yeah. yeah. Just, uh, it just goes to show like the, the little and how fine the margins are. Well, in 95, we played Cork, we escaped with our, with our lives. And uh, where would we have went if, if, if that result went against us? We had now gone down a road which nobody had gone before, um, the new road, the new path, and uh, we were that close. I was in the bar uh, working one day when Gary, um, um, Bomb Carroll came in. He's travelling for some crowd around here. But Bomb said to me, you, sh- you should have won two more. And I said, Bomb, we, 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 we're lucky to win the two we did. <laughs> of course we could have won two more. But I said, you didn't win any. You were as good as us, which yeah. they were. Yes, right. Yeah. 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 Mm. So you need a little stroke of luck. And one of those golfers said at one time that... Uh, the more he trained, the luckier he gets. So yes. Lee, that, was that, it Lee Trevino? Yeah, was it, yeah. 
Yeah. But I, I suppose, Mike, it's 25 years now as we come to the end of the interview. It's 25 years this year since 97. And I suppose from, you know, I don't know what 97 meant to you, but I suppose often you would say a team that wins the second All-Ireland kind of has confirmed their, you know, their, their I suppose, yeah. their greatness, if you like. How, you know, in that context now, how do you look back on 97? I suppose uh, while we were determined in 95, we were more than determined in 97 to, to, to bring that one. And it slotted into place. The tip were slightly away from us. We weren't meeting them till the months of final. So that, that suited ground. Then we could train accordingly. And training has to be done with, with an end in mind as D-Day. So anyone who's training a team, they, they, they put down the, the day we're playing Cork and then they walk back. And there's, there's probably no other way of doing it. So you must peak on a given day. And as well as that, then you need a minimum of 5% on the next match and 5%. And you need, you need 5% to get into a power. To, to up it, 5%. You must step, you must step. You must, I would have said in, in 95, particularly in the Munster final, we trained out in uh, a morning session we used to do in Cashel. I remember after about three minutes, uh, I had a habit of putting them in a group, for a group sprint as close as possible, and s slowly move up. And I had to get out of their way myself with down down the line. So I remember looking over and I took up some to Jell looking at and we have it. Yeah. yeah. So we were going in on the bus, uh, everyone was keyed up and everyone was, was ready, uh, which is unusual because Tom Keenan told me one time that in a 15-man game, two will always fail. Let's hope it's not the two important ones. Yes. So I've, I've that quote a lot of times for the last 50 years. <laughs> but we had him, but on the way into the bus, the bus driver got caught up in the most thing and some of, some of the... the the, the opposition were banging flags off the Clare bus, you see, and the driver put down the boots. Jesus Christ, you'll kill someone, I said, yeah, don't do many harm, he said. <laughs> so, so he was, actually, <coughs> he was caught up in, 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 in the euphoria of the whole thing as well, which is an incredible scenario. You know? But it's, 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 it's an amazing thought, that, that, what you said, that, that we, were driving, we were going to drive for about less than half an hour into the field, and to know we actually had it won. There's, there's, there's no yeah. way that we can be beaten. Yes. Yeah, that you is know. super. Yeah, super. I remember even Gerald and saying to me, Mike, this is 13 for me, 13 months to finals. He said, but at least we can't be beaten today. Yeah. So that that's whether it's a hyper confidence or, or whatever. And Mike, going back to 97, you know, to really compound how good a Clare team was, you know, okay, the first round again, Kerry, you beat Cork, Tipperary, Kilkenny, and then you had to beat Tipperary again. You know, you beat the real traditional teams, you know, to be to be crowned, you know, Obviously, Clare were the best team, but to, to really hammer it home, you beat the traditional top three, one of the teams. Yeah, I suppose, I suppose one of the most satisfying things um, to me would be the fact that we now had Cork and Tip and Kilkenny copying us. Yes. We yes. spent all our lives yes. Under, yes. under this yes. umbrella, yeah. and all of a sudden, yeah. I, I can remember yeah. the Cork fans going down looking in the programme and said, who's number 27? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right down the blue, you know? And I used to look, and, and I, I really had a grin from ear to ear because we, we spent all our lives nearly subservient to these lads, you know? Well said, well said. Listen, we leave it at that. We didn't even get on to talk about Clare and East Clare hurling, which we're going to do, and, and we chatted off air about that before. But, uh, Mike, I mean, we look back, all of us got a lift 
you know, in those times, and uh, you mentioned that already. It's pleasure to have you in, uh, and um, we look forward to having you back. Please, God. Oh, thank again. you. It's a pleasure. Privilege is all mine. And of course, our Leo died as well. Yes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs>